This is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Now, here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Ellie Cat. Be a part of the family. Hey, it's Rachel here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie, and it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. All right. Well, today, guys, we're celebrating Mother's Day weekend, so a big shout out to all the moms who make the world go round. That's right. Well, girls, we got a packed show, so let's get to those guests. All right, let's hit it. The Mulberry Lane Show's on. Celebrity story songs. You're going to have it going on when we tell you who's stopping by now. Well, up first, singer-songwriter Nash Overstreet from the band Hot Shell Ray. Well, of course, you know Hot Shell Ray hits like Tonight, Tonight. Going at it tonight, tonight. And I like it like that. I like it like that. Hey, when Today, Nash is here to chat about the hiatus his band has taken and his brand new solo album called You Don't Get to Do That. Nash is going to share some of his secrets of songwriting and some stories of working and writing with Britney Spears, Megan Trainor, Taylor Swift, and Rachel Platten. Yeah, and you're going to hear all about his famous songwriting dad, Paul Overstreet, and his brother may also be familiar. Cord Overstreet is from the show Glee. What's up next, Allie? Okay, then it's singer-songwriter Noah Parker. is an actual native New Yorker and singer-songwriter, but branching out into pop music. Now, he's got a lot to say about production and literally finding his voice. So, if you're a vocalist or singer, you will really appreciate Noah's honesty. Now, Noah is just putting those final touches on his first album release, but you guys can download the catchy first single, Fight the Feeling. Great song for the summer. Do it already. All right, girls. Then it's all in the family. Let's talk about who's next. Okay, you've met him here before. Mother-daughter country duo, Bells and Whistles. Mama always said, never play with fire. You're burning up, too hot to touch, but I keep on trying. I get burned, cause I never learn. No matter how bad it hurts, I watch the flames go higher. Maybe this is what you meant when Mama said, Now, Bells and Whistles is made up of our sister Jamie and her daughter Kelly. And if you're looking for something to do this Mother's Day weekend, Sunday night, 7 p.m. at the Slowdown in Omaha, they're doing a special dedicated show just for Mother's Day. So you don't want to miss this. Yes, and you're going to hear all about it, plus another upcoming performance at Lust Fest. So stay tuned. You're going to hear all about that later on in the show. Bells and Whistles. All right, sisters. Well, we got to get straight to the show. Got a lot to pack in today. But girls, hold the show. I've got one story to tell you. All right. Lay it on us. Okay. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we visited the dentist with my son, Luke, 
And you know, the dentist was talking about teeth health and the importance of brushing and flossing and keeping your mouth healthy. So this must have been on Luke's mind. So the other night I was making dinner in the kitchen. Luke had the TV on in the other room. And he said to me, Mom, we need to get some polydent. <laughs> I go, Luke, why do we need some polydent? He goes, well, they said that it cleans your teeth really well and it gets rid of a lot of bacteria in your mouth. So, obviously, he probably thought it was a toothpaste. He didn't know it was for dentures. But you have to actually take your teeth out and put them in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty cute. Well, at least he's thinking about dental hygiene and good dental health. So, you've got that. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, and we have a show you can sink your teeth into. Uh, stay right there. Coming right back with Nash Overstreet of High Shell Ray, now on a solo journey. Stay with your radio sisters here on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. It's Mother's Day weekend, guys. We are family. Music, celebrities, and everything in between. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you know him from his multi-platinum selling band, Hot Shell Ray, and of course, the hits, Tonight, Tonight, and I Like It Like That. But today's singer-songwriter, Nash Overstreet, is here to chat his brand new solo album, You Don't Get to Do That. And you'll hear about his musical journey alongside folks like Britney Spears, Megan Trainer, Taylor Swift, and Rachel Platten. <laughs> Nash Overstreet on the show. You don't get to do that. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I love that. I need to take you guys everywhere. <laughs> Sounds good. Great to have you with us. Good to be here. Okay, so Hot Shell Ray broke up. And so then you we, find... Uh, yeah, so you we, find we yourself... We took our hiatus. <laughs> okay, a hiatus. A hiatus. Temporary. So yeah. you find yourself back at square one. So how did you build You Don't Get to Do That step by step? Honestly, when Ryan and I met probably, I don't know, 13, 12 years ago. We were both making music as solo artists and, you know, doing singer-songwriter stuff. And we formed the band, and we really wanted to make sure and dedicate ourselves completely to that. The whole time, we always were writing songs for other people together or separately. I kind of put my solo stuff on hold, but I'd also never really found the sound of it. Okay. And a lot of that is just because I never took the time to really invest exclusively in that. Right. And so over the last couple of years, I took a lot of care and a lot of liberties creatively to try to figure out what resonated and hit me as something organic and something true to what I've grown up on right. and what I love. And I have finally found that and I'm super happy with the place I am and the EP if you don't get to do that. Okay, so now hitting on your sound and, you know, being a part of a group, of course, you know, your job is to match the sound of the people you're singing with. So now developing mm -hmm. your own sound, what was that process like for you and how did you kind of find the place where it felt honest? There's a lot of different ways to write songs and I've written every single way, I'm sure, like by singing a cappella in a car to <laughs> having a fully produced beat from a producer that I'm writing song to, to, you know, sitting down on the couch with an acoustic guitar. Okay. Almost all of the music that I've made that resonates for me as a solo artist has been stripped down to start with just a piano or just a guitar okay. and kind of sing what comes out. Okay. I think that just brings on, you know, a personal experience for me. Do you think it's the vulnerability of that? I think so. I think leaving a track unproduced when you write the song keeps it very honest and gives my personality a place to shine, and then I produce around that. Okay. 
and you know if you're produced to something that's already a, a fully realized musical piece it already has a genre that it puts you in right instead of you being able to create the genre okay now when it came time to put together your solo project did you have any disagreements in your head about what genre the album should be in no I think when I first wrote you don't get to do that the single uh-huh. it was the first song that I'd written that I 100% identified with musically okay. and lyrically whereas the range that it sat in fit my vocal very easily and naturally. The song itself spoke something that was very true to me. And then you know, I wrote it on guitar, and when I first played the progression, the melody and probably half of the lyrics literally came out. Okay. And then I was like, okay, that's really a very natural thing that just happened. So I think internally it just really resonated immediately. You know, when that happens, it's a special moment, and that's the difference between trying to write a hit song for somebody else and finding their truth and being able to just kind of open myself and let whatever's inside me come out. So then did that song kind of become the benchmark for the rest of the album then? Absolutely. Once I had finished the production on that song, I kind of knew the world that everything wanted to live in and should Uh live in. Uh You know, I'd worked for a long time producing a lot of different records, but that one I just, I wanted to see how sparse I could leave it Mm -hmm. while throwing in you know, little bits of, uh, we'll call them Easter eggs, and, you know, ear candy. But to keep it really stripped and simple while adding cool beats and ways to feel the groove, almost not lose the thing that was there when I wrote it in the room. Yes. Uh-huh. Which can happen, you know, with the production. You can sometimes just lose that initial feeling. Oh, for sure. I ruined a bunch of records by just stacking <laughs> stuff on it until right. I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I can't even hear a certain part of it anymore. Yeah, so I wanted to leave yeah. I wanted to leave it all where you can pick it, it out. Kinda, it kind of works against natural tendencies because the natural tendency is always to add more. Oh, for sure. you gotta, you got to know when to stop adding to the painting. Yeah. Singer-songwriter Nash Overstreet from the band Hot Shell Ray here on the Mulberry Lane Show talking about his solo venture. The title track, You Don't Get to Do That, a pretty cool video, pretty conceptual. So talk a little bit about how that came together. The video I am super proud of and very in love with. And I've always been artistic and creative visually. Okay. We've had some great videos, but on a major label, we were never fully in charge of doing it. Yep. So, you know, whatever ideas I had, I had to make sure everybody was on board with. We had to go through the video department, make sure the A&R people were and into everything it, gets cetera. watered down, basically. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you have to trust them because they all do that every day for their jobs. And mm-hmm. with this video, I took the rare opportunity to just use these concepts that I've been kind of rattling around in my brain. I would see something, whether it's like a live performance at a club by a dancer or something that I experienced on tour in a different country or something I experienced in the studio and wanted to bring all those things into a visual for the video. I just wanted to symbolize the feeling and the emotion and kind of represent certain aspects of the song. Yes. So now you come from a very musical family. Your dad is Nashville songwriter Paul Overstreet, known for Randy Travis's hits. And then, of course, she thinks my tractor is sexy, Kenny Chesney's song, and the Blake Shelton song, Some Beach. So what did you learn from your dad about the craft of songwriting and about music business in general? Um, You know, I learned a lot from him, a lot of it being work ethic. The idea that writing music is your job and you go to work every day. Now, that being said, I'm excited every time I get to do it, 
but there are days, you know, you're tired or you're hungover and somebody's like got a session book that you could cancel on. Uh-huh. And, right. you know, for never ever an amen when he wrote that for Randy Travis, uh-huh. that was on a day that he had canceled and he called and was like, I'm hungover, I can't make it to the session. And the guy was like, no, I'm just going to come by your house and play this idea. If he hadn't woken up and let the guy in the house play that idea, one of his biggest songs ever would never have existed. What a great lesson. So I've always taken every session, and if I'm not dying of some illness, then I'm going to be there. I'm sure whenever you think about canceling, that story just repeats in your head. Like, this might be another forever and ever, amen. Every single time. Nash Overstreet from Hot Shell Ray. We gotta take a quick break and then you'll be back to hear more about his solo journey here on the Mulberry Lane Show. And here's Nash's new single, You Don't Get to Do That. It's a little too late to be sitting outside my place, trying to say it's out there. You don't get to do that. Say you wanna come home, drunk and blowing up my cell phone. Do you really not know? You don't get to do that Can't go back in time now Can't take away what you did Why should I be cool? I'm so over this So go get your own friends You don't get none of mine I am my fitness And I, I, I ain't got no time for your shit And I will never, 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 never again Change your mind Won't change mind No Oh It's a little too late To be sitting outside Up close and personal Back to the Mulberry Lane Show Now, here's Mulberry Lane You may have heard the previous segment, but in case you're just joining us, you're hearing from Nash Overstreet, singer-songwriter and former member of the band Hot Show Ray. Now Nash is on a solo journey. Join us as the conversation continues with Nash. Your brother is Cord Overstreet from Glee. So do you guys bounce ideas off of each other? Do you work together ever? We have worked together a lot, actually. We took a trip up to Mammoth for probably five days last year. Wrote a bunch of songs for him. And then I've written a few songs with him in my studio in Los Angeles. Do you ever uh, do a brother project? I don't know. Our genres are a little far apart. Okay. While vocally our like timbre and sound can be similar. Uh-huh. So it might be a cool thing or it might be an absolute strange right. mess. <laughs> It'd be hard to know. Okay, now, what is the thing you most miss about being in a group and then the thing you value most about being a solo artist at this point? The thing I miss the most about being in a group is definitely the company and the friendship. What I love about being a solo artist is just the artistic freedom to risk taking your own full idea of what something should sound and look like uh-huh. and doing it yeah. unadulterated and let's just see if it resonates with people. Okay, got it. So what was the reason then for the hiatus? Was it just because you guys wanted to kind of explore your own things for a while? Well, we had been together for 10 years when we decided to take the hiatus. Okay. So we were all on great terms with each other. We had written a song every free day that we weren't on tour for the last two years at that point. We could have easily made two or three albums instantly, but, you know, being on a major label, there's a lot of politics that goes into that, and you can't really make that decision yourself. Yeah. So even though we had the content and the music, it was kind of locked up in their system. And oh, yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was becoming, you know, a single at a time, 
trickling out slowly and the songs were getting old by the time they were ready to be released instead of just put them out. Yeah. So we decided that it was a good time for us to explore whatever we had sacrificed being able to explore for the last 10 years. Gotcha. Yep. And uh, we're all super involved in each other's lives and definitely happy for each other and I'm happy with the music we're making. Awesome. So what's the craziest road story with Hot Chill Ray? I don't know, but I kind of selfishly enjoy the one where I tweeted out as a joke the first 10 people to show up and get a free kiss from Jamie. <laughs> and my mother showed up with her daughter from like, I don't know, five hours away and went up to Jamie, who's pretty shy, and said, where's my daughter's free kiss? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he hadn't seen the tweet yet at that point. That's awesome. So did he kiss her? No, he did not. So now uh, I read in the intro, I read the list of women you've worked with, Brittany, Megan Trainer, Taylor, and Rachel Platten, and you grew up with four sisters. So yeah. did that make it easier for you working with women? It may have. I honestly have to say that, you know, doing music, there's so many ways you can go, and there's so many different things you can write about it. But uh-huh. you can't really, you know, do a certain song as a male artist, right. even though that musicality is in you. Right. So when I write with a female artist that really excites me, a totally different part of me comes out musically. Okay. No matter what gender you are, you can see from the other side and you can imagine or you can relate, but to be able to sing about that is a difficult thing. So it's great for me to be able to write with people like Rachel Platten and you know go sit in a room and talk about her life in New York at the time we wrote Angels in Chelsea uh-huh. and really kind of dive in on like putting goggles on to see her world. Right. I signed an artist this last year named Sydney Tipton to a production deal with me and when I think of what I would do as a female artist, she is the expression of that. Okay. Whenever we have opinions, it lines up like right on the nose. We did a really, really fun video for her called President and it's kind of a female empowerment song about becoming president and still having that feminine need to feel affection, be okay. pretty, be powerful, and talking about how that doesn't have to be exclusive on one side or another. Yes. Singer-songwriter Nash Overstreet from the band Hot Shell Ray here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Having worked with Brittany, Megan, Taylor, and Rachel, which of those four would you say is closest in style to your writing? That is a tough one. I like all of them. I mean, I wrote the song with Rachel. We actually started the idea on a piano down in a studio, and then we went upstairs to this empty room and wrote the rest a cappella. Okay, cool. Um, which I kind of love to do stylistically. Mm-hmm. The Britney song was amazing. We were at this beautiful cabin in Aspen, Colorado, and it really fell out very easily. Okay. And that was a couple years back, and she recorded it and had it on hold, and finally it came out this last year, which was Amazing to me growing up on Britney. Yeah, I bet. Um, and then the Rachel stuff is kind of just my wheelhouse of like the fact that she threw in, you know, the sexy R&B of around like 2000-ish mm-hmm. with the modern production and wallpaper killed that stuff. So musically, I feel like the Rachel song, um, the way it was written is the most in my lane. I feel like okay. the Megan song, as far as like the production, the track and like that throwback aspect is really, really dope. Um, and then the Britney thing was just kind of a dream come true. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So now, touring with the album. Yes. We are gearing up for that right now. So I really want to get people invested in and involved with sure. the music and to be at the point where when I get to the city, they're going to be singing every word to every song. Okay. 
how is that being solo now after being in the group for a while on stage? It's difficult. It's hard to figure out what your performance is going to be like. Uh-huh. When you're solo, there's a lot of options. Right. I went down to the Cayman Islands this last November. Okay. And I did two shows down there. I played a couple songs to tracks. Okay. And then I picked up the guitar and played a couple songs. Okay. And then I sat in with my brother, Cord, at the Hotel Cafe, did a song where I played guitar but had a, his whole band back me up. Okay. So now, what felt best? Oh, man. I loved the band vibe, and I really love the vibe of just having it be me and a guitar. Okay. But if the atmosphere is right and, like, you know, it's more of a club feeling, then you definitely have to bring some thuds and uh, some bass in the system. So I feel like I'd play the tracks if it was that kind of scenario. Okay. So it's going to be tailored towards each audience and each um, venue that we have to... Yeah, and it's nice to have the flexibility to be able to do that, too. Sure, appreciate you chatting with us on the show. Great to hear about the new stuff. And we'll be curious about what that live show ends up looking like. Well, I can't wait to show it to you guys. <laughs> if you pass through the Heartland, we'll be there. All right. All right, take care, Nash. Thank you. Nash Overstreet, formerly of the band Hot Shell Ray, here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Make sure you check out his solo effort, You Don't Get to Do That. You do get to check it out. The name of the album is You Don't Get to Do That. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. When we come back, you're going to meet upcoming singer-songwriter Noah Parker. Now, he has a few things to say about the difficulty of developing your voice. Noah Parker, up next. And here's a bit of Nash Overstreet's smash hit with his band Hot Show Ray. Here's Tonight Tonight. It's been a really, really messed up week. Seven days of torture, seven days of bitter And my girlfriend went and cheated on me She's a California Don, but it's time for me to quit her La, 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 whatever La, 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 it doesn't matter La, 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 oh well La, 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 we're going at it tonight Tonight, there's a party on the rooftop Top of the world tonight, tonight And we're dancing on the edge of the Hollywood sign I don't know if I'll make it but watch how good I'll fake it It's alright, alright Tonight, tonight I woke up with a strange tattoo Not sure how I got it Not a dollar in my pocket And it kinda looks just like you Mixed with that Galifianakis huh. La la la, whatever La la la, it doesn't matter La la la, oh well La la la, we're going at it tonight Tonight, there's a party on the But watch how good I'll fake it It's alright, alright Tonight, tonight Back to the Mulberry Lane Show Now, here's Mulberry Lane Thanks for keeping it here on the Mulberry Lane Show Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology Well, he's a genuine New Yorker With all the pop sensibilities and uniqueness to top the charts Meet singer-songwriter Noah Parker And hear about his brand new single, Fight the Feeling And his creative journey so far Welcome, welcome to the show, Noah Parker. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on. Okay, so now, you have played music, you've been an award-winning poet, you went to school for film, music wouldn't let you alone. Talk about your decision to focus all your creative energies on music. Well, my dad was a uh, concert-level jazz piano player. Okay. 
so it was always in my house growing up. He would play constantly to the point of getting a little bit annoying. Okay. But many years down the road, I thank him for it. I was going to say, you found an appreciation for it now. A little bit later, uh, the skill set definitely paid off. Being around that music, it was in your blood. And you also, your uncle is Cy Kernan of The Fix, who's actually been on the show. Did um, not know that. So he now he encouraged guy. you at an important point in your career. So there was definitely a point where I was writing poetry, trying to turn it into songs, and the pieces were all falling together except for the vocal aspect of it, which is something that, you know, my dad was a concert-level pianist, like I said, but he never sang. Nobody in my family sang. It it wasn't an environment where people were singing at all. It was more of the musicianship side. Exactly, exactly. So I had no exposure other than my uncle to anything vocal. And when you're just just starting out as a vocalist, there are some serious struggles there. And it's like learning an instrument. You're not just going to walk out and sound like Michael Jackson for 99% of us. A lot of people think you can get up and sing well quickly and easily, and that's just not true. There are definitely people born with a natural affinity for it, a, a gift, but even they have to work at it and work at it and work at it to make it a finely tuned instrument. In you know, pop music, you also have to have a unique sound so that when people hear your voice, they know, oh, that's Noah. Exactly, exactly. And you come across that so many times in the studio. You know, People who have these terrific, terrific voices that they kind of design to sound exactly like Christina Aguilera, and people look at them and say, well, you sound terrific, but you can't be just another version. Right. You know, they're, you're like a cover band, but for a vocalist. Right. So now, how did you go about then developing your voice and getting your voice to the place where you could be the lead singer on your own songs? So uh, I'd like to say there was a secret sauce. There was some sort of specialized formula, but like everything else, I did it again and again and again and again. So how did you do it? Did you just like work on line at a time? Did you work in a studio? How did you get it there? So my first studio experience with a family friend who was actually a Grammy winning piano player as well. Nice to Uh, have a family friend like that, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a family of musicians, so the family friends were more musicians and it kind of just went from there. But it was extremely valuable rather than just singing in your bedroom where you don't get any feedback, where nobody's telling you, you know, this sounds good, this sounds bad. My first experiences in the studio were really, really enlightening. He would point out every little piece that needed work, and you'd go back and you'd fix it, and Uh piece by piece it got better. Okay. So now, when you first heard your voice in the studio coming back at you, what were your thoughts? You know, everyone has this experience. It's awful. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that because, of course, the first thing I said was, well, it sounds awful, and my producer at the time turned around and said, it's fine. It's completely it's fine. It's a poster at this to. point. Yeah. You're listening to singer-songwriter Noah Parker here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Let's talk about the single, Fight the Feeling. What inspired that song? That song was written, the classic struggles of a relationship. But unlike a lot of the songs that you hear coming out on the radio now about I'm angry at this, I'm angry at that element of it, I wanted to turn it into something internal for okay. myself and talk about my own emotions going through, you know, essentially a breakup. You were in the studio with the producers that go by the name The Cartoons. So, again, some award-winning producers there. So talk about what they brought to the project, the tweaks they made in the studio that you felt really kicked your songs up. For 90% of my musical career is basically me and an acoustic guitar. 
And I always loved the great singer-songwriters. That's where a humongous part of my inspiration came from. Okay. But I love pop music. Mm -hmm. I wanted the energy. I wanted really, really great new sound to come out of it. I didn't want it just to be this sort of coffee house rock situation. Right. And, you know, that's a hard decision to make, especially when you're an artist trying to be true to yourself. Jump into the pop production and all of that. It's hard to keep your... You hit the nail exactly on the head. Yeah. And everyone sort of pushed me toward, well, you have an acoustic guitar and you can sing and you can play. Why don't you just do what everyone else does? There's no need to sort of, you know, tear up the rule book here. And it took a lot of I don't want to call it courage, but I had to push through yeah. that sort of initial barrier to uh -huh. say, you know what, no, I hear this sound, I know you don't, but that's when the cartoons, Emil and, and Keith came in and said, we hear it too. Okay, we can so turn they, this, they were the we ones that got your vision of where you thought it could go. Exactly, and it takes a tremendous amount of skill, you know, uh -huh. I play guitar, I can play right. a little bit of bass and keyboards, but they had to do all the rest of it okay. uh, in terms of developing the sound. Now you have a song called Radio, which is kind of an ironic song, so explain that one. <laughs> when I was talking about the barrier to acoustic songwriting into the pop world, okay. that was a literal barrier for me as a songwriter because I loved pop music and I was sitting there with an acoustic guitar trying <laughs> to break that barrier to write a pop song. It can be difficult. In frustration, I sort of wrote a song that expressed my deep anger at not being able to do that. And the irony is that that turned out to be what we what we're definitely expecting to be the single and uh, the record. That was part of the irony. It was the most pop-oriented song. You know, everyone said it's ready for radio. It's too bad that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that it's kind of cursing at the radio. Dissing the radio time. at the same time. <laughs> okay, so now you have done poetry, and then you also went to college. You were in film. So have you used those skills and will you implement the film skills for videos and that stuff going forward? Well, it's been tremendously helpful because obviously to any modern musician's career, the visuals of it are a tremendous artistic point. It's become a lot more than just an advertisement for your music, which right. is what it used to be. Uh -huh. But in today's world, it's another artistic expression right. that you can be a part of. And, and it has to be good, too. I mean, you exactly. can't just throw something out there. Exactly. And for most musicians, they sit there and uh, kind of allow other people to take over the process as far as creating the videos. But uh -huh. I've written my own screenplays. I've done documentary films. So I've you were down the road pretty far with the film stuff then. Yeah. I never did anything outside of college professional with it. Okay. But the skill set there is, you that. know. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So now, before we let you go, what does your life look like now? You've relocated to L.A. from New York. So how much time, you know, per week are you spending on promo, like doing radio interviews like this and being in the studio, performing, writing, social media? Just talk about what's typical schedule for you. So it's still at the tail end of the recording schedule, which, as you probably know, is pretty time intense. Yeah, you can spend all consuming. Seven, exactly. You can spend seven, eight 12 hours I've slept there it's been a grind that's ending right now okay. and we're starting to put together the live band for a tour where we're going to play live that's what we're working on in transition right okay. now well Noah it's been really fascinating talking to you hearing about your career at an exciting place right now when the EP is out you're going to have to come back and join the show tell us all about it I would love to thanks so much Singer-songwriter Noah Parker. Getting real, getting honest. Well, to top off your Mother's Day weekend, mother-daughter country duo Bells and Whistles up next. Keep it right here with your radio sisters on The Mulberry Late Show. Here's Noah Parker with Fight the Feeling. Aboard all this fake affection to 
Mother's Day event to celebrate your mama? Well, you're going to hear about a perfect fit for your celebration. Country duo Bells and Whistles, made up of our sister Jamie and her daughter Kelly, join your weekend to fill you in on two upcoming performances. First of all, Mother's Day at the Slowdown at 7 p.m. And then you can also catch them at Lust Fest Saturday night, May 27th, opening for Trent Harmon. Bells and whistles coming your way, wishing you Happy Mother's Day. Hi. Hi, that was so pretty. Aw, thank you. Great to have you back. So nice to be back. You've got this upcoming performance on Mother's Day at the Slowdown. So Kelly, talk about what the audience can expect from the special Mother's Day show. Well, we're going to be playing a lot of songs about mothers and daughters. Okay. And also a few original songs that we've never played before for an audience that we've been writing in Nashville. Okay, so it's, so it's, it's debut be, night. It's debut night for a few songs. Okay. And we have our whole band with us, so we're going to play some rockin' girl country songs and just have a great time. So people should buy a ticket, bring their mama, and enjoy the show. Exactly. And guys can come, too. Okay. (laughs) So the guys can bring their moms, too. Yes. Okay. And, Jamie, how do people get tickets? Okay. Well, one thing is people ask us if it's all ages, and it is all ages. It's in the front room of Slowdown, which is an awesome venue because there's tables and chairs, and it's kind of like a coffee house but with alcohol. So, okay. But it is all ages. Tickets are just $5 in advance, $7 day of show. And if you call Slowdown or go to their website, slowdown.com, there's a whole ticket link set up just specifically for our show. Okay, okay great. Now this you Sunday guys night. mentioned you're debuting some new songs. You've been busy in Nashville writing some of these songs. So you've been in several songwriting sessions over the last couple of weeks. So Kelly, describe some of the songs you'll be singing and the sessions that brought forth these songs. Right. So a lot of these songs were recently written in the past month because we've been down in Nashville a lot. We've gotten to write with a lot of great women songwriters, which is kind of new for us. And it's been a really awesome experience. We find that, you know, we connect really well with women songwriters, and we've been able to really open up our lives and write songs that are true to us. And I think that that's a great thing, because if it's true to us, then it's probably true for a lot of people, too. So we're really excited about this whole new batch of songs, and we can't wait to play them at our show. Okay, so now talk about one of your songs that was written about a mom that has significance in your life, Jamie and Kelly, the song Marianne. Right, so the song Marianne, it kind of came from when we were at the Florida State Fair in February. We had three shows a day, we were super busy, but I kept looking out in the audience and like, it was weird, I almost kept seeing my grandma, whose name Marianne, who's my dad's mom, 
kind of in the audience, and she passed away when I was four years old. So it was a weird experience, and I actually started writing the song in the van back to the hotel from the show. And then in a songwriting session in Nashville about a month ago, I brought that up because I had this half-finished song and this verse lyrics, and we finished it. And it ended up being probably one of my favorite songs we've ever written. And we think it's really special, and it's just kind of about someone who's passed away And they're not here physically, but you know that they're here with you in spirit. Okay. And you'll be doing this one on Sunday night, Mother's Day. Yes. A perfect setting for a song like that. Perfect tribute for Mother's Day. Jamie, I know Kelly talked about writing this song was her favorite. So do you have a favorite writing session that you've been on in the last month that really connected? Well, there's one song. It's called Be Careful Who You Love. We joke about it as like an anti-hookup song. Okay. Like, it's crazy. But... I like playing that song live because people laugh at it. They seem amused at it. And I just think it's fun to play a song on stage where people have that sort of reaction. You and know, they, they connect all with the lyrics in the song. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's kind of humorous and maybe a bit shocking, but people enjoy that. I like playing that one a lot. Okay. That's awesome. Well, right now on the Mulberry Lane Show, you're listening to mother-daughter duo Bells and Whistles, Jamie and Kelly. Now talk about your upcoming concert at Lustfest Saturday night, May 27th. You'll be opening for Trent Herman. Kelly? Well, we're super excited. We love Lustfest, and it's going to be our first time playing there. And we just love the whole venue and the whole atmosphere. It's going to be a really high-energy, rocking country show. And we're super excited to also see Trent Harmon and his amazing new song that's been all over the radio lately. It's going to be super fun. Sounds great. And that show, that's free and open to the public and bring family and friends and hang out and watch a good country show. Okay, now before we let you guys go, you've been back and forth to Nashville. You are working toward an LP. So talk a little bit about the plans over the summer and into the next year. Jamie. Actually, in a couple weeks, we're having a meeting where we're actually getting more down to the specifics of a time frame of what we're doing. We've been writing songs and collecting the songs, and we've been making demos. Actually, we've been doing demos here at Make Believe, which has been really awesome here in Omaha to just do guitar vocal demos, and we love working with those guys there. And also, we have a lot of great shows coming up later this summer, like we're going to be at the Country Stampede again in Manhattan, Kansas. This will be our third year, and we're playing on a Thursday night right before Ryan Hurd. So that's always one of our favorite shows to play. We have a lot of other fairs and festivals coming up. We're on the Good Living Tour for here in Nebraska. We're going to be playing in Hebron on June 9th, and we're headlining. So that's going to be really fun, and I think we're also going to be playing here Grand Island for here in Nebraska as well, and just so many fun shows that really have been coming into us, and we're just very grateful. It's just been really fun to book the summer up. And in the meantime, you've been releasing some songs and videos. So talk about your latest video, Kelly. So we shot a video for the song Fire off of our last EP that we released last year. So watch our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. That video, we shot it in Nashville, and we think it's really good and really fun. So, And people can find you by searching Bells and Whistles on social media, and that's B-E-L-L-E-S. Exactly.
Okay, well, Jamie and Kelly, we always love having you stop by the show. Got a great show coming up. Mother's Day evening, Sunday night at the Slowdown in Omaha at 7 p.m. Jamie and Kelly, always great to catch up with you guys. And you know you're welcome here anytime. Thank you so much. We should tell you that as we drive back and forth to Nashville, we listen to all of your episodes on iTunes. I can. We've been finding your podcast. Oh, awesome. Really helps fill all the hours and... They're just excellent. Well, thank you. And we are connected through the miles. Through the music yes, and through are. the miles. Oh. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a happy show. Love ya. Thank you. Keeping it all in the family. That's bells and whistles. Don't forget to check out Jamie and Kelly this Sunday night, 7 p.m. Slow Down in Omaha. Special Mother's Day show. I don't want to get too close to you tonight. Every time I do, it ends up like a bridge made of matches Ain't nothing ever left but ashes and smoke and embers By now I should know better Mama always said, never play with fire You're burning up, too hot to touch, but I keep on trying I get burned cause I never learned bringing your music and your stories to the show today. It's bells and whistles. Who else do we need to thank, sisters? Well, we gotta thank Nash Overstreet from the platinum selling group Hot Shell Ray. Gotta download his song, You Don't Get to Do That, on iTunes right now. Who else, Rachel? How about a big radio hug to singer-songwriter Noah Parker. Appreciate your honesty about the music industry and the straight-up pop cool. You brought it. Mm-hmm. Well, that wraps it up for another week. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys. And remember to join us same time, same place, next weekend for more of the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Fitting in Dermatology. And from three moms here on the show, we got to say happy Mother's Day to all you moms. No one rocks like the moms. Bo. Stay happy and stay blessed. Allie. Don't forget to be awesome. Rachel. That's a wrap. Happy Mother's Day. If we're gonna stand the test of time, it's gonna come down to work.